This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer. Richard. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I am so excited to see you. You're a symphony in pink, and you've moved around a little bit in your office. I mean, for the people driving and listening to us, they don't see that, but I do. Yeah. So back there is where the ocean is. This is just my desk. Yeah, very good. And behind me is Mount Kailash in Tibet, a mountain that I walked around. I love that. A sacred mountain uh, and very unusual place to go to. But anyway, I went uh, 2000 and I think it was four. Uh-huh. Did a circumambulation, they call it, went once around the mountain, which apparently, according to religion, all your sins are washed away when you walk around the mountain once. Well. Isn't that, don't they get washed away when you're baptized too? Well, then you can start sinning again, see? Mm. So I figured, well, it's almost been 20 years. And so, anyway, how are we doing? What's going on on the flip side? Welcome to Hacking the Afterlife podcast, where Jennifer and I talk to people. Can I make a little? Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. I was just saying. What I was, I wanted to, if I could do a, a measly plug for this weekend, I will be at, up in San Inez. And I'm doing it at an event. There's a couple tickets left, she told me today, just like one or two. Um, it's going to be so much fun. It's at this beautiful place. It's like the $16 million home on a hill. And it is going to be Wine and Spirits on Saturday night, which is going to be a lot of fun. So this if anybody's in the Santa Barbara, yeah, if anybody's in the Santa Barbara area, they can, the details are on my on my website you can look at the details on my website or go to instagram you'll find what to do to rsvp schaefer.com said yes it's close to solving right yeah it's right there i've been there many 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 times it's a lovely i love it i get to go and stay with my friends that are the producers of emily in paris i get to go stay at the ranch which i'm super excited about too and it's 10 minutes away from my event so how about that that's very cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. How's Freddie? Yeah. Last week we heard Freddie was not doing so well, but how's he doing now? He's doing. He's he's doing. He's actually doing really. He's doing a lot better. He's not sick anymore, so he's actually doing really well. And I picked up pickleball, so I've been playing that almost times a week at my club that I haven't been to in twenty two years that we've been members of forever. Um. So I'm super excited about that because you're so on the zeitgeist of the bubble. I saw some people playing pickleball the other day. It's like, oh my God. It's a great workout. Yeah, it looks like a fun game. I mean, it's like ping pong with bigger bigger mallets, right? It's basically that on crack. Yeah. Uh, Ping pong on crack. Speaking of crack, uh, let's think about our crack in the universe. Our friend Luana on the other side flip side of the planet. Luana, my pal who passed away in uh, 1996, who has brought Jennifer and I together and who moderates our class on the flip side. People ask us now and then, you know, can you bring so-and-so forward? And I always say, well, entirely up to Luana because she's in charge of the guest list. So who would she like to, um, for us to talk to? Who would she like? I love this, how we just check in with each other and we say, hey, 
So um, what time? <laughs> time is it happening? And that's it. We have no idea what's going to happen, but it's always interesting. I'd be surprised, though, if, you know, she said, things, well, One thing just went through my head, but. Go ahead. Hold on. Okay. He just showed me my daughter. I know he does with physics. It's the guy that helped the brain for the CTE. Um, oh, oh, you mean, I'm sorry, Paul Allen. Paul Allen. I don't yeah, know why. Paul Allen created the Brain Institute up in Seattle. Vulcan. Okay, so anybody that doesn't know this. That's my little board. Certainly as seems. much information as you have. Does Paul want to come forward and talk to us? Is that Luana? Is that what the issue is? I know I'm not thinking about him, so we'll see. Hold on. Yes, he does. Okay, very good. And connected, he's bringing somebody through. It feels like that's connected to you. So I don't know who that is or somebody that you've talked to. So give me a second. It's Just not. So it doesn't. It doesn't feel right. like somebody that i know okay but i just want to let the audience know paul allen was the founder of microsoft for those who don't know along with bill gates and we've talked to him a few times he came through very clearly and i must say when we first spoke to him he was kind of reluctant because he really didn't know what we were doing or who we were and then i pointed out that there were some mutual friends in our past um and that seemed to like warm him up a little bit. And then Junior Seau and uh, Dave Durson showed up to thank him for creating the Brain Institute because he's they've studied a little bit of CT. They got other things that they work on as well. Consciousness Project, et cetera, et cetera. But Paul, please, you have the floor. And who do you want to bring somebody else? Well, he also brought in somebody I do know, um, who's your buddy, who said he visited you tonight, this morning. I said it this morning. I know. Stop it. Stop. Oh yeah. my gosh. Hold on. I'm like, you guys do this to me every time. So he lived up in Ojai. I never can remember his name. He went in the submarine. You know. His name is Bill. Bill. That's one of them. But then the other one is the one that um, who is the TV host. Sorry. Who's the TV host that you knew really well? You mean the guy who worked in uh, television? Uh, Howard, so Howard. I got it. Chuck, you just gave it to me. Chuck. Oh, Charles Grodin. So Charles Grodin, Bill Paxson, and Paul Allen walk into a bar. And they wind up here. All right, so let me ask this question, Paul, before you begin. And Luana, maybe you can, you can uh, add to this. This person who said that they visited me this morning, okay? Somebody spoke to me this morning and I heard their voice. Claire Isabella woke me up. Yeah. Was that one of you guys? I feel like it was Chuck. Okay. I just heard the word hello. I feel like it's Chuck. So let, let me just, that's just Chuck showing me his face, but let me find out because I don't know. I mean, I know these two, even though I didn't remember Bill, maybe his it wasn't. Bill. It wasn't as close to my head as like somebody standing there, but it was somebody saying hello. And then me waking up and thinking, oh, is there somebody outside the door, you see? But okay. it was like five in the morning. I'm gonna go with Paul, and Paul Allen first, hold on. Please, of course. Oh, he said somebody that I wouldn't recognize, Bill Paxson, he was making fun of, everybody's making fun of me because I swear they, they make me blonde, not blank, blonde. 
can't remember his name. And he's just like, he's holding a grudge against me, but okay, hold on. I know. He's like, I'm going up to his territory by Ojai, you know, and then going oh, to- Oh, that's right. You're going to be in his hood. That's right. Billy's hood. Um, oh. Okay. I did ask Junior Say how to help me in my picks, and I got I got almost the top score last week. Okay. Research the teams or anything like that, but I'm sure that's not the reason why Paul Allen came through. Um, but please, sir, you have the floor. Okay. They're all working together because they say they're saying that there's somebody that you're connected to that's not doing well. I don't know who that is. Um, well, what do you mean working together? Do you mean uh, do you mean that you guys are working together to help somebody or no? Putting thoughts into your waking you up and telling you like putting thoughts together. And I actually have a feeling because Hira is here, possibly. It's our uh, friend who owns Hira. Yeah, but I don't know why Hira wouldn't come himself and tell me that. Okay, hold on. It's somebody else. It's not because Hyra would have been here. Okay, very good. All right, so let's just start with that. So Paul wants to talk about, but Paul, let, let me ask you some questions for our audience. So when you crossed over, I think you mentioned seeing your mom, uh, talking to your mom, and it was part of the reason you created the Brain Institute because she had had Alzheimer's. And what, what's, your, what's been your experience since crossing over? Are you focused on what's happening on stage or are you focused on other things? Was he part of Microsoft? I'm sorry. Can we? Yes, yes the other three was founder. Because he, he was trying to get his other founders. Just, he's trying to make sure that he doesn't get into any more trouble, apparently. Um, not cool. <laughs> but uh, I think on. he called Bill to retire. I think that was his, or, or to slow down or not to work so much. Yeah. Um, okay. Hold on. Oh, okay. Okay. I remember this. Hold on. I don't know if we discussed this, but it definitely came up because I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of clients who've gone on and committed suicide, not clients, but the parents that come in or the family members that come in where a person commits suicide. And recently I had someone that came through that showed me he had a psychotic break and that's why he did what he did. But then I felt like it had a, there, like what Paul Allen's research cannot not only helps, you know, people, football players who have had, you know, a literal, a physical break, but also the mental breaks. So people who have, you know, who've had psychotic breaks or who have had issues um, with their brain. I mean, they even showed me with my brain. Good Lord. Um, because I fractured eight bones. I fractured my orbital. Oh, no kidding. Oh yeah. Um, when I was in a, I was a professional triathlete years ago. And so that happened, but, um, hold on. It's the same, but not the same as far as the brain goes, but it, the treatment's the same. The treatment can be used for that too, for parents that are out there that have children that might've misused drugs or are you saying the brain institute is working on treatments are you talking about this treatment that junior sale mentioned 
which your brain institute isn't involved with, but it's this oxygen therapy where they put you in a hyperbaric uh, chamber to put oxygen into your head. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Okay. So you wanted to talk a little bit about that because we did talk about addiction last week and the hits to the okay. brain. I don't remember. That drug use causes. I was listening to us the other day in the car. It's a fascinating look at all the very, all these people came forward to talk about how addiction and how uh, brain trauma, and that's why Junior Seau came forward because. Okay. I totally forgot, as you know. I was saying that all those football hits are almost akin to the hits you might take when you're addicted to drugs, that you're causing these hits to your brain. And that oxygen therapy, which is this hyperbaric, Joe Namath mentioned it. If you look right. up Joe Namath yeah. and, and oxygen therapy, you'll see what he's talking about, where he claims that he cured his CTE. We didn't know that until Junior Seau and Dave Duerson came forward to tell us, look this up. You, you know, right. you really have to look up that Joe Namath has cured himself. So Paul, is that what you want to talk about? In terms of uh, there's just there's ongoing it feels like there's ongoing investigations with it and for people not to lose hope and for parents to research it if they feel like a loved one is in danger um, so what you're saying so people that are worried about enough uh, just to have rehab so you yeah we talked about that rehab detox you right. talked detox was just a minuscule blip this is anthony bourdain said this the detox was a minuscule blip in your life's plan your life's journey so you might as well try it it's not going to harm you but what you're saying is also people that are uh are self-harm and perhaps this is related to because we've talked about this richard davidson's uh richard richard davidson's work at the university of, of uh, wisconsin that shows that meditation can cure or alleviate symptoms of depression because the amygdala gets uh, affected in the meditation and it changes the ability to regulate serotonin. So this idea that depression is related to this kind of self-harm. And so what you're saying is that oxygen therapy, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Paul, you're saying that oxygen therapy might be helpful in terms of that kind of depression. He says it's absolutely helpful. Okay. But you have to give yourself a little bit of time for that. And and it also, he's showing like women that are in menopause, like anything that's making your brain or the electrical current, you know, your electrical currents current running through your body a little bit off. That's something that's almost, it feels like, and I just need to make sure, hold on. It helps with everything. It's not like a cure-all, but it kind of feels like it is. All right. Well, let, let's ask you about this, Paul. Is there other, are there other methods or methodologies? I don't know if you'd be aware of it, but maybe you are, um, of getting oxygen. Would it be going into a forest? Would it be going somewhere where there's a lot of oxygen? Um, would it be? He's mentioning going by the water, the beach, like the water. Um, okay. So, and, and are you saying there's something involved with that kind of chemical reaction to your brain when you're near the water? Maybe it's salt air and fresh air and oxygen. Well, of course, the the ocean has a lot of oxygen as well because the plants in the ocean are creating oxygen for the atmosphere. That's what they said. But they also said, you know, 
Yeah. And there's things that are diamond will go into that, but um, okay. Show me that again. Oh, it's the memory too, that you can go back to that. You don't necessarily have to be by the ocean, but if you have a memory of it, or if you feel it, put yourself again, going out there and putting yourself in that quantum field where you can smell the salt air, you can put yourself back in that place that also your body doesn't know the difference with the way that your mind reacts to it. And so that brings Bill Paxson to mind because we've talked to him a number of times. And recently, I think Rob Lowe was doing a, uh, a, a you know podcast with a medium and Bill had come through to that medium and said you know that he was surfing that he was creating, and he had told us the same thing, that he, not that he was surfing, but that he had created his own beach, his own water. So the memory of doing these things is something that's ever present. And so Bill, is, is that is that what Paul's saying is correct in terms of your journey? Are you able to recreate this ocean atmosphere through your mind? Yeah, he said, we can create things like we've discussed with them. They can create things based upon their memory and, and based upon whatever it is that they can collaboratively like do collab, like do a collaboration with each other as yeah, well. Like joint uh, thing with other friends to create like a stadium or, or an, a golf course or. Yeah, a golf course. That's where we've heard that. Yeah, he just informed me that nobody's trying to make a pickleball court. Yeah, up there. <laughs> not yet. But there will be soon. Bill, uh, your son, I saw him recently. We went. I went to a screening of Mal Malcolm McDowell was here in town, the great actor. I had met him some years ago, and, and I overheard your son in the audience saying, I want to come up there and hug you, and they're doing a movie together. So I just thought, oh, that's funny. It was at the Arrow Theater in Santa Monica. The last time I saw Bill was in that theater, hearing his laughter. Oh, that's amazing. So it, made me, it made me think of you. Um well, okay, and then Chuck's coming through saying that he was the one that yelled at you and that you heard it. He says you're getting a lot better about that because you look around. He shows me how you look around trying to see if somebody was here. <laughs> Maybe not this morning, but um, right before you go to bed, he says. He throws in some little zingers. Well, it was very interesting because I – let me ask you this. Uh, and Luana, maybe you can help us with this, but there was somebody, no other way to put it, who showed up recently in our apartment in the middle of the night. And hmm. in my case, somebody tapped me like on the leg and I, and I thought, Oh my gosh, a spider. Sherry also, had, Sherry also had an experience. It feels like I too. I was just about to say that. I know she, they just told me that. So who's like, telling you, is that Lou or Chuck? It's Chuck. Well, Lou because. Do you want to show Jennifer what, what happened to Sherry that she made, she woke up and told me about it? What was the interaction? I feel like she had a premonition. Was it with a family member? Actually, or... it was a physical, uh, something physical happened. Okay. I, her, I don't know, her feet. Somebody tapped her foot. But she, so she came over to me and tapped me and said it just like that, like tap me. That was Chuck. That was Chuck. Okay. Yeah. Not to, be not to be creepy or anything, but. You know, listen, we love Charles Grodin so much. Godfather to our children. We had so much fun every time we saw him. Huge laughs. And my wife constantly says, you know, the most generous man I've ever met in my life. So the fact that you might have stopped by and tapped her on the foot, she'd be very happy. So excited. He's in the classes that she takes and in the, her work. So that's really. Wow. 
Yeah. Do you know what classes she's taking, Jennifer? Um, I don't. I know that she's taken some classes from Lisa, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not she sure. She's taken some uh, some classes from a number of different people. She's in class right now, but uh, yeah, where she's talking to people, she's listening to people talk about their journey, and they're doing exercises where it's like, you know, they try to see if they can help them access this information and. Like Jennifer has said, you know, the veil seems to have disappeared and quite a few people are accessing it on so many yeah. levels. And yeah. literally, I, I'm just, I'm being completely straight, a voice, I didn't recognize it as Chuck's, but the well, voice. It was well, kind of like, not muffled, but it sounds like muffled a little bit. Well, but in his case, I would just say, I mean, I know his voice pretty well. The only thing was it might have been his voice from a younger Chuck, you see, which I might not know so well, but it was it was literally, hello, and yeah, when he was forty three. Okay, so he was forty three. Yeah. I, I did not know him when he was forty three, but that's what he said. Because how do you create sound, Chuck? You want to tell people how do you do that? I mean, because I know it's hard to do. How do you create sound? Because you got to get a sound wave. Because it's truly a mathematical equation. So, like, oh, interesting. He says we recreate it with the person. So hmm. he recreates it through you. So the word hello may be in an Ingram somewhere floating in my head or somewhere. Yeah. And let me stimulate that sound. Yeah, I'm like, are you sure it was you? He's like, yes, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's funny. Um, but, you know, if you think about a computer file, when you tap on the right file, it'll make a sound, you know. So it's yeah. the same thing. If, if the file is there and accessible and they can figure it out where it is, you know, I just think that's a fascinating thing because, of course, I wasn't thinking, well, who is that? I was really thinking, is there somebody outside? Like, did somebody get locked out or something now they're show, now they're showing me something else because sometimes when i'm with a client that somebody else refers the person that referred them to me i can keep seeing them in the background but it doesn't mean they're just checking in they don't even realize they're doing it i can watch them tap in even though they're not aware they're tapping in because they're just thinking about the person having a, a meeting with me they usually know the time or whatever like yeah People refer all the. I'm very fortunate that people refer all their friends, um, and it's just it's interesting because they pop in. So what the reason why they're showing me this is because for those of you out there, it, your thoughts are very powerful and you don't even know it. You know, um, we were doing a meditation. I was doing a meditation with Jessica, and <laughs> um, as we we're doing the meditation, she popped into my head. I popped in her, but I didn't realize I was doing it. I was trying to focus, but we were sitting right next to each other. And I was, <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to do, but she's like, you got to stop it. She like got mad at me. She's like, stop thinking. I'm like, I'm not trying to think. I wasn't even aware that I was, she's like, I'm just trying, like, it was just the funniest exchange, but that's, it's truly, you know, if my kids pop into my head, then I usually know, I can tell by the feeling associated with it that I either need to call them or they're thinking about me or they're in distraught. 
I mean, how many times do we have family members or friends that you've been thinking about and then they call you or they text you? It happens all the time. And with my friends, we do it first. We always try to see if we can get to the other person like, darn it, you got to me first. You know, it's also a good maxim for the audience who are driving around in their cars right now going, what? What are they talking about? It's that thing where somebody pops into your mind and instead of judging it, call them. Just allow that there's some reason to call them, even if it's to leave a message. Some reason they're tapping you on the shoulder, somebody, a guide, it doesn't matter, whoever it is, but just give them a call. You can say, I love you, or you can say, I'm still mad at you, or whatever you're going to say, but make that connection. Yeah. Um, Oh, they showed me, that's how my work is. You know, it's, we've been working for how many years together? Eight, nine Eight, eight years and it took, me, it took me a long time to really believe the people I was seeing. And if I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have believed it, first of all, then you can't see him. Secondly, I would have missed out on so much information, even though I can't remember it. It's in all your books. It's in, you know, and then third, it, you know, it's given me so much. You've helped me, Richard, so much with my own work and, and getting out of my own way. And not having fear with it. Now I have clients that are, are very well known that are, you know, that could be intimidating where I'm not intimidated by it. And then all the clients that we have on the flip side or the people that are in class are now the people that they're connected to have been coming to me without that's them even knowing about this podcast. Well, that's, great. that's great. I mean, that is that thing of realizing there is no hierarchy. I mean, it's hard to do. But- as we live in such a hierarchical world. But- Would you let the audience know this too? Again, the reason you are very well connected to the entertainment industry, you've lived it, you breathe it. The reason why I'm saying that is because it's people, you know, that we always get that. Why do you only talk to famous people? Well, if somebody pops into my head and I don't know who they are, how am I going to figure who am I going to well, pick? Listen, you two out of those three people I know very well, Bill Paxson and I, you right. know, our careers started at the same time. His went, you know, off into the stratosphere, but he was always a sweetheart, always a kind person. Chuck and I became met through Luana and and because they had done a movie together in the 60s and we became best and fast friends. And, and, and he helped me with my career and I helped him with stuff that he needed to have done. And Paul and my favorite movie, Heaven Having a Way. my favorite movie. But Alan, we don't know. And i that's why I pointed out that the first time we talked to him, he was a little bit reluctant, almost standoffish, like, I don't know what you're doing. But now he's here. And of course, I keep interrupting him. But please, Paul, is there anything else you want to say about about your journey or since you've been home? Oh, that's interesting. He goes, he goes, our brain is so fragile. And he showed me like this little cherry with the nut in it or, or yeah, like with the seed. Sorry. Well, give me a second. <laughs> you know how easy it is to squish a cherry. That's our brain. That's our, that's the stuff around our brain. Yeah. That's, you know, and when that, okay, hold on. He's like, your brain is so delicate. You only use a fraction. Everyone only uses a fraction of what it is capable of doing. And I feel him saying that he's studying how we could push, like how I've pushed the 
you know, without trying, but he's saying because of my um, seizures that I had, I was able to push the boundaries of what is capable with my mind. Right. Well, well, let me ask you, Paul, I talk about this a lot. Are there filters involved? And if so, filters on the brain, where are they on the brain? Are they in a specific locale? Only in your mind. So the the filters are artificially created by us so that we can have civilization and not be thinking about our previous lifetimes. Right. Right. But they are there. I mean, look, some children don't have them until the age of eight. Some people lose the filters just prior to passing. Dementia patients in the UK, there's been a lot of reports of that where suddenly spontaneously, and I know people tuning in have had the experience where a loved one is at home and suddenly they everything comes back to them. It's because the filters have died. And this is what Dr. Grayson says in his book, uh, After. It's as if the filters that are blocking this information from us that people have during a near-death experience or dreams, it's like the filters have dissipated or gone away. So what Paul is saying, they're artificial anyway, but for whatever reason, whatever we're holding on to, they sort of dissipate and disappear. But when you talk to Jennifer, Jennifer is somebody who doesn't have her filters in place like normal people. Let's just say that. No, I'm kidding. But also unique, you can, unique, unique filters. But we can also bypass the filters using hypnotherapy, using right. meditation. Meditation is the key. And I'll tell you, just the other meditation day, and belief that you can. Yeah. Well, I was with a friend uh, a couple of days ago, an English fellow, and I haven't seen him in a number of years. He's like, what are you doing? We started talking about this. I said, look, I'm helping people with guided meditation to show that they can access this stuff. So we did one. Mm-hmm. He spoke to a British uh, officer, naval officer from 1812. He named this fella. He said the guy was from Sydney. And it, he had something to do with Pitcairn. Now, for those of us who are familiar with that kind of era, we know that's Captain Bly and that's Mutiny on the Bounty. And when I asked him about that specifically, he said, no, I don't think so. And then I looked it up and sure enough, this guy, Jameson, this medical wow. officer, Jameson, was part of the Rum Rebellion in Sydney, Australia, against Captain Bly, where the guys ended up on Pitcairn literally said all those things while we're having coffee so it's just it's like the filters are so not even there this guy's eyes were wide open right he's saying i i don't even know how that could possibly be you know he's trying to deny it in a weird way but he literally said all these things and i looked it up and it turned out to be accurate so so crazy that's um but that's not crazy. that's just how it is i mean i it's our world it's it's the new normal, I believe. She's like, we just want people to start talking to us more. Very good, Chuck. Bill, yeah. Chuck, Bill, any but any last words or Paul? Chuck's gonna take a toe next time. <laughs> He'll take a toe. Okay. Bill, um, anything, Bill, any, how about you, Billy? Oh, who's having a birthday in your family, or whose anniversary is it? Somebody, sometime, anywhere, I don't know, maybe in his family, who knows? I think his is in November. I'm not sure if this is just what it feels like. I don't know, there's somebody that's coming up in November. Well, we celebrate Uh, your birthday, Bill. And then, hold on. Yes, that's true. Oh, 
11, 11. I'll be married 22 years, I think. I don't even know. I'm oh not my sure. God, Jed. So your anniversary? Uh, I stop. <laughs> oh, he says that there's going to be some people that, that he knows that will be at my event this weekend. Oh, great. Okay, very good. And for those of you that have tried to get an appointment with me and can't or haven't been able to, I did open up a couple of days, two more days that are close up that I now not track. You can like find I that on jenniferschafer.com. Correct. Correct. They can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you want to say, Richard? So any last words from Luana? Because, of course, it's your class. You brought Well, Luana just said we just are really, like, if you feel like you're, oh, okay, there's a couple of things. If you feel like your mind, if something is off, go, go, you know, into a hybrid, like, go do the things that that people use for CT, for concussions. Um, go to the beach, go to the forest, et cetera. Right. And then if... And make sure not to take life so seriously. And that goes back to like, you know, half of our memories are are not even real. <laughs> like, where's the illusion? Is it here? Is it in the after? Like, where where's the actual illusion? Well, I'll so- just say that Janice Joplin came through last week and said, you people are worried about an illusion as it is because the earth is the life we live is an illusion and you're trying to escape the illusion you're already living that's true i remember that that's so crazy it's such a profound yeah. thing to say that's anyway crazy. all right jennifer all right. i know we only have a short time today but thank you for your gifts and thank you for being here and thank you for doing our podcast your podcast love you. we love you love you all right thank you <laughs> bye everybody thanks for stopping by This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on gaia.com via Amazon Prime.